Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You would think being an expert with a rifle might have come up. I'm happily married. I like my wife. That's very cool. And I love my wife. That's even better. It's, it's better. And I'm afraid of my wife. That is like the... Because we were raised, yeah, we were raised completely different. We are, we are the example of opposites attracting. Like I was born and raised in California. I have one older sibling. Just one. My Wife was born and raised in Tennessee. She is the youngest girl of 10. Yeah, because parts of Tennessee, they don't have cable. <laughs> so we've been dating like about 10 months. We fell in love. We got engaged about a year and it's time to meet the whole family. And she can meet my family pretty much in a booth at Denny's. <laughs> pretty much where we, it happened. But we have to fly back to Tennessee. There's a lot of people. They have their own families. So we're flying back. And I said, hey, um, what are we going to do? We're only here for three days. How are we going to meet? It? How many houses is that a day? That's going to be you know, a little awkward. Just taking hands and then going. And she, oh, no. On Saturday, I invited everybody hunting. I said, oh, that's not awkward. God, I've never been hunting. And she goes, oh, that's okay. It's the South. Everybody's going to bring a guest gun. <laughs> okay. And so we all show up. We're showing up. I meet 38 of her family members. We're all show Everybody is wearing orange. And I have a gun. And, and I'm holding it, you know, up. The business end is not pointing at anybody, you know, because the big goal of the day, not shoot anybody that's wearing orange. That's my goal anyway. And we're in a big meadow. And we're going to walk through the meadow into the woods. And we're going to shoot stuff that's not wearing orange. <laughs> they didn't get the memo. 
And then all of a sudden, as we're about to start, a bunny runs the, I, I'm not gonna call him a bunny, that's too cute for the story. A rabbit makes the really bad choice of running across a meadow that is filled with 39 people with guns, of which 38 know how to use them. And my wife sees it first and steps up and yells, mine. And I'm like, oh, 100 yards away, kills that rabbit dead, one shot. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, and if you're gonna kill something, killing it dead, that's the way to do it. And I am like, oh. We had been dating a year. You would think being an expert with a rifle might've come up. Like when I was bragging about being pretty good at ping pong. She might've just slipped in. I can shoot a rabbit from a hundred yards with one shot. Then I find out, so I'm super impressed. And she's watching, she goes, oh, you know, the family rule. And she walks out, now I gotta dress it. And I'm like, oh, and I'm sticking with her because I don't know how the teams are gonna divide, but I wanna be on her team. <laughs> anything goes wrong, I'm with her. And I'm like, oh, hey, I don't know anything about this. And let me just say, dressing a rabbit, not like dressing a Barbie. <laughs> so she just whips out this big old knife we're out of nowhere, I'm a little terrified, you know, and she starts skinning the rabbit. And I'm like, oh. And she looks up and she goes, oh, honey, I'm sorry. Did you want to keep the feet? They're supposed to be good luck. And I said, they weren't for the rabbit. And he has four of them. That superstition is as dead as a rabbit to me. <laughs> so I found out in a five minute period of time that my wife not only is an expert with a rifle, but that she knows how to skin a rabbit. And I tell you this big long story about meeting my in-laws to completely illustrate why I only ever ask for one key. And a good day for comedy, you picked a good one. I gotta tell you, I don't know if anybody saw in the paper today that a guy caught a fish they thought was extinct. And now they're sure. <laughs> All I had to do was write that down. You gotta love that. Great job being a comedian. I know there are tough jobs out there. I saw a Western not too long ago, one of these things where the cavalry comes in to save the day. I realized one of the hardest jobs in the entire world had to be the bugler in the cavalry. He led every single charge into battle. If there's anything you don't want to be, it's a target that makes a lot of noise. <laughs> He's just leading his friends right into the fray, playing his little tune. Do -do -do -do. Do -do -do -do. What were the words of this song? Did I'm over here without a gun, <laughs> shoot me first, before I run. 
tough jobs are everywhere. Believe me, I, th I think it's got to be a tough job to be airline pilot. Probably every single airline pilot, so especially the people I flew in on. I think it was American Airlines. They had the worst slogan I've ever heard. It's American Airlines, we go that extra mile. I don't want to be sitting in the middle of a wheat field somewhere. <laughs> hey, 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 I think the airport's back that way. You missed it by a mile. <laughs> I don't mean to whine, but that is a serious hike to baggage claim. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take Southwest from here to there. <laughs> I better get a frequent walker mile for this. That's for sure. It's only like, oh yeah, it's only like a two hour flight, I think, from L.A. to Salt Lake City. It's not the length of time, really, that ever bothers me. What always bothers me is, no matter what flight you're on, the pilot will not stop talking. Anybody care how high they fly? <laughs> oh, but 10 minutes every flight. You ever been on? Always hear the same announcement. And gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We've reached cruising altitude of 35,000 feet. Who cares? <laughs> As long as we're above zero. <laughs> the definition of flight. That's all we really need. I think if he's gonna say something, it should have to be, by law, exciting. The most exciting thing you've ever heard. And you're entire gentlemen, that's your captain speaking. We're not cleared for takeoff, but we're going for it anyway. <laughs> We're a 747, they're DC-10. I think we can take them. <laughs> Let's get there early for a change. Make it exciting. Oh, we've reached cruising altitude of 35,000 feet. That's not very exciting. Make it exciting. We've reached cruising altitude of 12 feet. <laughs> We're gonna scare those kids on that bus. Wave to them. <laughs> Who's got a basketball I wanna dunk? I should not complain about this. I got bumped up to first class. It was just amazing. I, did, I don't know, maybe you people fly first class all the time. I don't. I filled out a little form and they did a little survey. They bumped me up to first class. It's so awesome because they call the flight attendants and they call the pilots and then they call for first class. You get your seat right away because apparently you need a good chair before the start of the poor people parade. <laughs> I pay attention to no one when I'm on an airplane because nothing anybody says once I'm already on the plane is gonna help me out in an emergency. Like the flight attendant, she gives her a little safety speech. Like that's gonna help us. I'm sorry, if we crash from 35,000 feet, there's gonna be a couple exits she didn't really count on. <laughs> and we crash into water, I'm using her as a flotation device. <laughs> I think first class gets dibs. <laughs> I was flying to San Juan, Puerto Rico out of Miami. She actually said, as part of her safety speech, she said, in case of an unscheduled landing. The password is crash. 
in case of an unscheduled landing, please file out in an orderly fashion. And I remember thinking, did you not see us trying to get on the plane? <laughs> we couldn't manage to get on the plane in an order. We boarded this sucker like it was the last chopper out of Saigon. <laughs> and now you're gonna factor death into the equation. The best I can possibly do is trample people in an orderly fashion <laughs> as I'm fleeing the burning plane. I think what I want, I want honesty. I just want everything they say to be honest. In case of a water evacuation, we suggest the breaststroke. <laughs> People are always asking when you're a comedian, they always say, hey, what kind of comedy do you do? And I think the, the nature of mine is observational. That would be the big picture. But I like to say with a side of smart aleck. <laughs> Everybody has a different definition, so I'm gonna tell you what mine is. Say you worked in a puzzle factory. It could happen. You work in a puzzle factory and you put an extra piece in. You guys know, you're a smart aleck. If you take a piece out, you're a jerk. And I wanna thank you for the Standing ovation, it's kind of rare. Standing ovation is kind of rare. At the beginning of the show, a rare child indeed. That is really amazing. So I am just going to tell you, I'm going to work very hard to live up because I do not want the intro to be the highlight. <laughs> that would be bad. Nobody here is going to have that conversation tomorrow. How is the comedy show? <gasps> we loved him. Oh, at first. <laughs> And I gotta say how nice they've treated me here. I have Provo's fabulous. The people that run this thing, Thad put me in a nice hotel. I love that. Because I've stayed, I've stayed in a ton of hotels, people. Every hotel you ever walk into always has a slogan, something to the effect of just like home, which I don't believe for. I've never been in anybody's house where they bolt the TV to the dresser. <laughs> What is that? I stayed in one hotel where they bolted the remote control down. And it wasn't facing the TV. That's a smart aleck. My only entertainment all week long was upsetting the guy in the next room. Oh, bet you want to see the end of that, didn't you? Oh yeah, three o'clock in the morning, CNN, really, really loud, just for you. <laughs> if I can't get to sleep, nobody can get to sleep. <laughs> every hotel's always the same. It's always the same. You people that don't stay in hotels, trust me, it's all, every single time, they always ask you the same questions right up front. The first question, how are you gonna pay? There are four options, four options only. First option is cash, second check, charge, other. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but that has never stopped me from circling it. <laughs> now I just slide it over. And every time, I've done it about 50 times. I've done it 50 times. I just slide it, just wait. I just wait like I just lit a fuse or something and they just look at it and then look at me and look at that. What does that mean? I said, 
Oh, I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. <laughs> you put it down. It was an option. All I did was circle it. So my thinking is maybe you could send my bill to some other guy. <laughs> Next question, always ask, how many keys? After how are you gonna pay? They always say, how many keys? And I'll be honest with you people. I'm always flying, I take a red eye as late as possible. It's me, I look like I've been traveling all day. And I just say one key. Every single time the person behind the desk is a little disappointed. Like they wanna think something about the stranger social life that travels through their town. One key is all I say, except when I was in Las Vegas. You know Las Vegas people, that's whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> Kinda sleazy. And I'm playing a place like the Hard Rock or whatever, kind of the center of sin in Sin City. And the guy is, says his little thing, he goes, how many keys? But wait, look around. You know where you are? This is adult fantasy land, buddy. Anything you think of, we can make happen. How many keys, how many keys, how many keys, how many keys? And I'm thinking, let's give him a story. Give me 38. I'm just gonna leave them from here to the Luxor in case I get lost. They're like breadcrumbs. I don't wanna be left out in this city, no way. I want, oh, there's mine, okay, I'm good. No, I asked for one key, cause I'm married and I'm happily married. I love saying that. Yeah, you can woo that. Oh, look at you people. Yeah. <laughs> People, she is from the South. You cannot take the South out of the girl. I tell you, you do not want to get a Southern woman angry. I don't know what women like here are angry, but yeah, the woo man probably knows. He's like, don't do it. Don't cross them. Don't do it. I understand that. Southern women, totally different. Because in California, you, an angry woman in California is known as a divorcee. An angry woman from Tennessee is known as a widow. But that's okay, our, our, our marriage is great because we, we treat, I don't know anything about anybody else. Man. I don't know anything about success of mine. I know one, marry up, that helps. If you marry up, I'm married up. And also you have love and respect, those are key. And you need to remember a couple things. My, my wife feels the same way, love and respect. And you need to remember some things like she knows my job takes me on the road. She loves and respects me. And she also remembers there are pretty women on the road but that's okay, because I love and respect her. And I remember that there's a freezer in the basement. <laughs> We're talking about the hotel. This all started about the hotel. And, and this very nice hotel, just right down the street, they have a gym, a huge, big, beautiful gym that I have not even walked into. <laughs> I just walk by, it's all glass and case. There's a big buff guy working out in front of him. And I did want to know what, and he's right looking at a mirror. He's looking at a mirror. And I just, well, what did this mirror? And he that, has that buffitude attitude of people that are but just. I said, what do the mirrors have to do with the exercise? That's to do the proper form of the exercise, which enables you to lose weight faster. <laughs> oh, 
Well, they should put these mirrors in that line at the pizza place. That would do it, wouldn't it? Well, I'm in the gym. I, did, I have not been to the gym for an era. And this gym, beautiful. And when I went in to talk to him, I'm out of shape. It, you know, working out has the word work built right into it. I had not worked out for that. I got to the door and had to go, spot me. Okay, thanks. I appreciate that. All right. Ow, 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 ow. So I think my best hope for getting in shape is to get a home gym. Just something I could do at home and not really embarrass myself when I go to a real gym. Just like something I could do, like a rowing machine, you know, an easy one, one that comes with a motor. <laughs> I don't want to start with Stairmaster, I kind of want Escalator Master. <laughs> Check the pulse. Doing fine. I tried the bike. I did not like the bike because they give you way too many choices. I don't need choices. I just want exercise. The bike, the professional, normal, hill. I picked hill. Who knew it was up hill? <laughs> Every hotel you ever walk into, you can buy stuff. You can have a gift shop. And everything I've ever bought in there has been kind of a dud gift. I think it's really good at the time. The last dud gift I bought. Because I want to remember my wife. Sometimes I'm just running to the airport and I forget. And I'm like, oh, I'll get her this nice thing that reminds her of the place she hasn't been. <laughs> this last dud gift I bought was a candle, which, which sounds nice. She took it in the best because when I was giving it to her, I thought, oh, boy, I hope she doesn't think, hey, this is, I want the air around you to smell better. <laughs> but she was like, oh, no, that's nice. You thought of me. That says, oh, cinnamon, that's very, very nice. And uh, the funny thing about the candle is it came with directions. <laughs> if you need a candle with directions, I don't want you to have a candle. <laughs> I kind of want you to have fireworks. Because that would be a show. Maybe that's a jerk. I'm sorry. Mmm, these cherry bombs look delicious. Okay, anyway. Anyway, okay, that's de that was definitely a jerk. Okay, all right, I'll get back to the smart Alex side of the street. But the, the, the directions on the candle were very funny to me because they were, one, they were on the bottom of the candle. So you'd think that the, the first direction would be to use invert. But that wasn't. The first direction was do not leave candle unattended. I think they meant lit candle. Because otherwise, I just bought us a wax pet. When we're going to the movies, I now got to call my sister. Hey, do you mind looking after the candle? It doesn't like to be left alone. That's what the directions say. And then I think it's direction four is the other good one. Very wise advice. It says, do not stand by naked flame. That is good advice. You want to know what better advice is? Do not stand by flame naked way better advice. That is smart. Pay attention. They didn't even have that one written down. 
I wrote it on there to remind myself. Hotels are great. They give you great commercials. Every state has its own commercials. I love being in a different state this week. It's so fun because, first of all, you guys are geniuses. You've, there's this thing I saw, I hope you know about it. Maybe it's new. It's called the Debbie Meyer Green Bag. And what it is, you buy the Debbie Meyer Green Bag and you have a banana. You put the banana in the Debbie Meyer Green Bag. Six months later, that banana still good. I am no longer worried about growing old. I'm sleeping in the Debbie Meyer green bag. Yeah, baby. And we should be proud of ourselves. The other advertisement I saw was pretty amazing. What it is, it's called the Infinity Razor. I don't know, apparently we've come up with a piece of metal that can be honed so sharp and it's so durable. They put it in this razor and the big selling point is if you buy this razor, never have to buy another razor your entire life. Get this, so sharp, so durable. You buy this razor called the Infinity Razor, never have to buy another one as long as you live. And if you order now, we'll send you two. Every hotel, I think, is hilarious. They always give you a soap about the same size. If you had it at home, you'd throw it away. <laughs> they give you this little tiny, dinky, microscopic, teeny tiny bar of nothing, big enough to wash maybe half a bun. We had this thing at home, it would go right in the garbage or we would squish it down the drain with our toes. <laughs> The two acceptable ways of getting rid of a bar of soap. In fact, the only way our toes get clean in our adult years is by squishing that little sucker right down there. What strikes me so darn funny about this, even though we all realize if we had this thing at home, we'd just throw it away, they give it to you at the hotel, you steal it and bring it all the way home. And then act like you're getting away with something. Let's see, we spent $100 a night and we got a soap worth a nickel. We are bargain hunters, that's what we are. <laughs> Woo! I've seen the most expensive hotel room in the entire world. I played the Atlantis Hotel Casino. There they have one room, believe it or not, $25,000 a night. Yeah, I'm so glad you people went, whoo, because, you know, I've been in some, yeah, and that's not a good... <laughs> So I'm glad people are impressed. And when they're not renting it out, they will give you a tour of the room for $25. <laughs> Pretty bargain. I wanted to see what a $25,000 suite looked like. I was working there for a week. They didn't ha have it rented one day. So me and about 13 people, strangers all, met at the front desk, paid our $25, and we're getting a tour of a room that's about five times the size of this room with a tour guide. And the funny part to me was that the tour guide was trying to talk the people who were taking the tour into renting the room. <laughs> like somebody spending $25 to see the room. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> Is thinking about spending $25,000 to sleep there. Like there's one guy in my little group that's thinking to himself, okay, 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 okay. Let me get this straight. Does my $25 count towards the 25,000? Cause I could probably do 24,975, but 25,25 way out of my league. Great hotel I stayed in last week too. I guess it was two weeks ago in Florida. And uh, the only problem I had with the first, I believe they were catering to a dumber class of people. The hot tub had a sign on it that said, no diving. (laughs) I don't think we need that sign. I think the people that want to dive in the hot tub should be allowed to dive (laughs) in the hot tub. Maybe even encouraged. These are the people they made the candle directions for. <laughs> hotel. That was a special hotel, too, because uh, really the biggest problem I had with that hotel is they had the world's largest mirror right across from the shower as I was getting out. <laughs> There's nothing I have that needs that much reflection. If I had anything that needed that much mirror, I wouldn't want a mirror. I'd want more soap. (laughs) Did something today I haven't done for a long time. Went to a fast food restaurant. I haven't been to a fast food restaurant in a million years. Because the last time I went to a fast food restaurant, I just walked in, asked the guy for a soda. He just handed me a cup. Just at, they made me pour my own soda. Just walked in, asked him for a 7-Up. He just, and I'm, this must be a diet 7-Up. <laughs> then he said, did you want fries or that? And I said, uh, not if you're going to give me a knife and a potato. I stood there being kind of stupid, being from out of town. I'm always out of town. But and no, uh, he just finally notes my condition. Sir, you pour it over there. I went, oh, oh, I pour it over there. Oh, thank you. 
thank you. And next time, I'm just going to bring a thermos. I won't even have to chat with you. I could have saved a buck and a quarter and brought my own cup this time. What's next? I'll be frying a burger at home. They're just going to send me a bill. Their big selling point, we do it your way. I'm, I'm doing it the way you're supposed to. to funny restaurants. I saw one not too far from here. I thought they were only in California, but you've got one here called El Pollo Loco. Yeah. Do you know what that means? The crazy chicken, which is hilarious to a comedian because you're never going to go to a restaurant called the mad cow. <laughs> never going to happen. Left on our own, we will buy the goofiest foods. We will, we'll walk in. I bought a box of croutons not too long ago, got them home, found out all the croutons are kept in a stay fresh pouch. Croutons are stale bread. <laughs> we left these open all night, they would only get better. Nobody's ever had to go back to the store where the boxer guy needs some money back, these are going fresh. They should put those in the Debbie Meyer green bag. <laughs> Keep them from going spongy. Oh, and you gotta be careful, people. You gotta be careful, because food is easy to eat and hard to, America now is the fattest nation on earth. That is not the funny part. The funny part is they told us how fat we were using a pie chart. I think it was key lime pie, to be honest with you. <laughs> Turns out one out of three Americans looks like he ate the other two. <laughs> Man, I've got kind of a small frame. I got a small frame, but that doesn't mean I'm not gonna gain some weight. I went on, uh, that cruise was three weeks long. I showed back up at home and I had gained 13 pounds on my frame. That is huge. I show up at the door, my wife's, oh my, did you get stung by a bee? I said, no, there was just a lot of sea days and a lot of good food. I didn't know anybody. I ate. What are we gonna do? She goes, that's okay. I have a diet I've been dying to try out on you. So I'm gonna just give you this diet, people. I'm just gonna give it to you, just in case you ever have too many cookies and you just want to lose some. I lost 10 pounds in 10 days on my wife's diet and she was fabulous. I'm just gonna give it to you. Apparently, if you are not good with chopsticks, <laughs> it takes you a really long time to get micro small pieces of food into your mouth. And after about 20 minutes, your brain just says, oh, hey, this is a negative calorie intake situation. <laughs> we are losing energy through this motion. Not replenishing any, shuts off your hunger system, 10 pounds in 10 days. If you're good at chopsticks, just switch hands. <laughs> but 10 pounds in 10 days, amazing. Now, I wanna be completely honest with you because I only got five minutes left or so. I did lose 10 pounds in 10 days, That's, but my wife only gave me one stick. <laughs> And I, and I was trying to help her. I came back from uh, Las Vegas and I was trying to help out with the family chores. I was feeding the dogs. Turns out she put everybody on a diet, but they're not chopsticks. They'd starve to death. That would be bad. 
but I said, oh, I'm just feeding them. She goes, no, no, they're on a health food diet. It's called the bones and raw food diet. And I said, oh, do you want to explain that? What is that? Because the acronym is BARF. That's not good. <laughs> they don't know that. It's not like they can spell, but I can. It does not sound good. And she said, oh, bones and raw food are what the dogs would eat if they were in the wild. So it makes sense. Sorta. Until you think that our dogs weigh about seven pounds each. <laughs> they are what dogs would eat in the wild. <laughs> oh, and food is just crazy. People get mad at you if you buy the wrong. I've seen the weirdest food in my entire life. I walked into a 7-Eleven Albuquerque, New Mexico. They were selling pickled pig's feet in a clear jar. The people that want pickled pig's feet know what they look like. The people that don't want them shouldn't have to see them. In fact, the people that don't want them shouldn't even have to see the people that do want them. These wouldn't have bothered me had they hit them way in the back, but no, they put them right next to the cash register. Like pickled pig's feet or some sort of impulse buy. Like one of us is gonna be in the 7-Eleven reaching for their pack of gum and send it, oh. Oh, I need a swine extremity. Oh, that is a tough choice, bubble yum or a hoof. I have to admit, oh. oh, I see where you're keeping up front. A lot of people must be stealing those. You gotta keep your eye on them. I think they put them up front to make the Slim Jims look nutritious. I'm never gonna eat a pickled pig's foot. I am never gonna be that starving. <laughs> Some foods I'm not, pickled pigs eats one, tongue is another one. Who had the ambition to sell tongue? Was the guy just chewing away on a sandwich one day? Just, ow. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, a little muffin, that'd be pretty tasty. I'll wait for you, that's a good laugh. <laughs> In Los Angeles, people get mad at you if they think you're buying the wrong food. I'm in the grocery store, I happen to be buying tuna. Lady behind me went crazy, hey! Hey, 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 hey. You're not supposed to be buying tuna, they're catching the dolphins in the net. And I said, well, hey. Hey, 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 hey. You know, they're catching a lot of tuna in that net also. In case you missed that. Small detail. And she got it right. Excuse me, dolphins are smart. I said, well, excuse me, but I don't think we're catching the smart ones. Let me tell you, people, if you love a food, do not read about that food. Bad idea. If you love something, just let it go. That is the idea. I read about bacon not too long ago, and bacon now has been linked to a higher incidence of death. A fact pigs have known for years. <laughs> So 
So let me just tell you right now how good this is for me. This is the, the most wonderful practice for the biggest gig of my career. In six weeks, I play Washington, D.C., and I'm going for a bunch of congressmen and a bunch of senators. And it's very exciting. And I think they picked me because I do not make fun of anybody that's in the news. I don't make fun of the rich or the famous or the powerful. I kind of look at them as sort of like easy, easy to kind of like the lowest hanging fruit <laughs> on the comedy tree. And as you can tell from my act, I prefer to pick up my fruit off the ground. <laughs> I, I signed the contract over a year ago, almost a year and a half, and, they, and because the government plans their entertainment a year and a half in advance, and nothing else. That's why we're, we might be sending somebody from here. That's right. So, so they said, hey, it's an election year. You're going to want to say something. So there was a paragraph in there that said, you can say whatever you want to. But if you say something about a member uh, on the left, you have to say something about somebody on the right. If you say something about a Republican, the very next joke out of your mouth has to be an equal opportunity joke about the, the other side. They wanted it right, seriously, liberal, conservative. They wanted a joke right down the... I'm flying into Ronald Reagan. I'm flying out of JFK. Right down the middle. So I signed the contract a year ago, April. I'd just done paying my taxes and I hated paying my taxes. I didn't like it. I'm kind of a flat tax guy. I flat don't want to pay anymore. <laughs> but I was mad and I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to come up with some material about taxes and what I don't like and, they are, and I'm going to change them with humor. So I came up with the Steve Bruner tax plan. I'll tell you right now. I think you should be taxed according to how rich you act. Yeah. Let me tell you how this works. No more filling out paperwork, sending it into the IRS, Department of the Treasury. You send a lot of money to them too, and you hope that they don't ask for more. Sometimes you have to get somebody else to fill out your paperwork. They want more money, you just send it in. You don't argue with them. Not anymore now. You just have to answer one simple question. How you answer that question determines your tax rate. So the first year, bring you in a little room. And they say, you have a salad. And you put a red thing on that salad. What do you call that red thing? And the people that say tomato, they pay 20%. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The people that say tomato, they pay 30%. And the people that say tomato, they pay 5%. <laughs> All right, you're getting it. You're getting it. All right. Year number two, they bring into the room. They got to switch it up. They say, you have a bagel. What do you put on it? And the people say the finest salmon and the best cream cheese, 30%. The people that say butter and jam, 20%. And the people that say, if I had a bagel... I'd put on a leash, they pay 
Don't explain that to him. You're raising his tax bracket. That's not very nice. Don't do that. Be nice. Don't be a smart aleck. Year number three, they bring you to a little room and they say, what is the family motto? And if they say something like, seize the day carpe diem, anything vaguely Latin, 30%. If they say another day, another dollar, something with a work ethic, 20%. And if they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, 5%. Because they need the money. So I only have four years, bigger brains than mine, got to come up with more than a presidential term's worth. Year number four, I'll leave you with this. Year number four, they bring you into a little room and they say, what is your favorite vegetable? And the people that say braised broccoli in a white truffle sauce, 30%. <laughs> the people that say snow peas, 20%. And the people that say ketchup. <laughs> they get a rebate. It's made of tomatoes. You guys are made of gold. Thanks so very much. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family, and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>